0: Coding Episode 17. I am Brandon Hay, and you can find me on Twitter at hayb3. And uh, this week, we're going to start talking about some uh, spring game reactions from some teams. Uh, today, we're going to talk about Louisville, Purdue, Clemson, and Michigan. And just disclaimer: the most um, details will probably be on Michigan because I follow them more, um, have a little bit more uh, insight on some of the insiders. So we'll just talk about some of those spring games, what kind of means for Debbie and, you know, um, uh, who to look even just to look out for uh, this coming season. Uh, I thought this would be a good breakup um, from the uh, rookie prospects we've kind of been talking about. Um, I think everyone's a little rookied out right now and ready for the draft. Um, the, we'll probably get back to that the week of the draft. So first of all, let's start with by talking about Louisville. And the first person that I want to talk about in that game is Malik Cunningham. He's the mobile quarterback. Really had a, a strong into last year. Um, in 2021, he was just a hair under 3,000 yards, 19 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. Um, not great on completion percentage at 62%, but he had over 1,000 rushing yards and 20 TDs. For those that do college fantasy um, in the playoff time. He had a six touchdown game, so that probably really helped you. So I think I've made it known that, uh, you know, I see what the potential in Malik Willis um, coming out in the draft this year. I still have him as my QB4, but those that have him higher, I understand he has the potential. Um, And, you know, we'll still see where he goes in the draft, but if as it's going, the hype is still continuing. There seems to be some teams or some reports. Uh, that will pick him in the first, Um, some that like him, you know, Pittsburgh, Detroit, and it's come out that the Saints are looking at him and Cody Pickett. So I I just bring up Malik Willis because those quarterbacks that are mobile and don't necessarily have the best accuracy, um, as long as you can see some of those traits that you like, it seems like the NFL is going to be um, interested in those. So at the end of last year, I was out on Malik Cunningham because I just felt like um, short to mid um, intermediate routes or uh, passes. Uh, he just did not show the consistency with accuracy, but some can be said this about um, Ritter also with that. And I've kind of brightened my, um, you know, my thoughts on him. Um, just maybe some technique of uh, flaws in, in, in that. And Malik Cunningham, he had, um, I think, a pretty good uh, spring game. um He showed what he did last year. He has a very very accurate and very throws a very nice deep ball. Um, First drive, he threw a beautiful uh, deep ball to um, Tyler Hudson, who we'll talk about a little bit later with receivers. Um, He did have a bad read on a pick six on the second drive, where he just did not see the linebacker over the middle and took it for a touchdown. Like I said, he just still needs to work on consistency and accuracy. But one thing that they did bring up on the broadcast was that uh, they're trying to go to try to you know, help his NFL stock by keeping him in the pocket more. And I did see more of him throwing checkdowns to running bats and trying to throw short more. Um, so that could help his completion percentage and help the offense as a whole. Um, they obviously didn't run him that much in, in, in the spring game, but that will still be a part of his game. Um, Come come this fall. So for running backs, it looks like there's going to be a, a somewhat of a committee in Louisville. Uh, the 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 first running back was Jalen Mitchell, who was uh, the returner, um, leading rusher last year. Uh, it was him and freshman Trevion Cooley last year. But he, Trevion Cooley, they uh, has been talking about how he's had a great spring, but he did not play the spring game because of his hamstring. But he should be um, still heavily involved. Um, so Jalen Mitchell had a very good game. He had a rush touchdown and two receiving, uh, receiving touchdowns, um, one on a screen and one on a swing pass. Should um, It looked like he was a little faster this year. Um, definitely has that, has some of that power between the tackles. And, you know, had three touchdowns. So he looked like he's going to be very involved in the offense. Uh, transfer from Tennessee, Talion Evans, unplayed. Um, um, he kind of struggled between the tackles. Um, if he does, can't really get his momentum going, he can't really get the you know all of his um, speed and, and everything out. But he did have a nice outside run uh, for a touchdown in the spring game, um, where you know if he gets some space, he can use his speed to get outside. And um, you know he's probably going to be the change of pace back, and he could um, definitely. There was a couple passes thrown his way; he dropped one. But, um, you know, it looks like those three bats will all get um, some playing time this this year. Um, It's kind of be all split. Um, So that could, you know, we're not going to really know until the first couple games. But I would say if you're doing college fantasy or CTC, um, Jalen Mitchell would be the running back I would want for production at least this year. Um, But Debbie Wise, I'd probably want Trevion Cooley the most. And then Mitchell and Evans would kind of be um, just kind of see how how they um, work out because Cooley probably has the most upside. But if Mitchell continues to do things that he did in the spring game, then he definitely could be um, higher up on that that Debbie list. So receivers, last year Marshawn Ford uh, had a very good year and someone Cunningham really looked for um, a converted wide receiver to tight end. Um, he looked very good in this game. Again, you know, had a couple uh, catches, nice runs after the catch. I think he'll be a focal point again, but I think the offense um, has added some receivers, including uh, transfer Tyler Hudson, who had um, caught one of those deep passes from Malik Cunningham, and they're using him in the run game with jet sweeps and short screens. So they want to get him the ball at Central Arkansas. He had over 1,200 yards and eight touchdowns last year. So I could see him him be he seemed to have some very good chemistry with Cunningham. So if he can, you know, stretch the field and be another option along with the running backs, then I think that could uh, give Ford even more room in the middle of field and defenses could not focus in on him. So I think Tyler Hudson is someone that you would um, want to look at and obviously Marshawn Ford is um, one of one of the tight ends that I'm really interested in Debbie wise or in college fantasy or C2C. Um, and we're going to touch on defenses, um, on all of the teams, uh, the Louisville defense struggled last year, but it looked, um, better in the spring game. Uh, Dorian Jones had the pick sits and he looked very good in the middle as a linebacker, um, with a couple of the middle linebacker or a couple of the linebackers out. So that's a name to kind of look at. And also, um, uh, defensive back Josh Minkins, um, has, has had a good spring and he looked to be um, around the line of scrimmage playing the run, and he had a couple of tackles for a loss. Um, Louisville, so I think Louisville will be uh, near the top or, you know, the middle of the top of the ACC and obviously the development of Malik Cunningham and, um, you know, just if he can be consistent, cut down on some of the turnovers and get his accuracy up, he could definitely move up into the quarterback uh, talk for 2023 as there's, you know, the two main guys in um, Stroud and Young, and then, you know, a lot of other guys up for those um, next few spots. So he definitely could work his way into there. So the next game uh, I watched and kind of took note of is Purdue. Um, They did an interesting, um, you know, scoring system on there. So. It was just offense, defense. It wasn't uh, split up into teams like a lot of the other uh, spring games. So the defense would score on um, three and outs, get three points, and then if they got any stop, it would be two points. The defense was actually up, I believe, 31 to nothing. The Purdue offense looked horrific the, um, the first half, and then they started getting it to go in the second half. Uh, King Doru uh, was the first running back in the game. So he's probably going to be the leader, and they were trying to talk about this on the broadcast. They're going to try to run the ball more effectively, uh, especially in the red zone, because they're so pass-heavy. They just don't—they just want a little bit um, more balance and to be able to. Um, they don't have to be overly, you know, effective with it, but they only averaged around 85 yards last year, so they want to at least get that over 100, and that they do so much play-action off of that. In this game, they were missing a ton of wide receivers, Brock Thompson, Rashawn Rice, T.J. Sheffield, and Milton Wright. But that gave um, some of the other receivers more time. Uh, Transfer from Iowa, Tyrone Tracy, uh, looked very good. He had a nice um, 30-yard touchdown on an over route, and they used him a lot as a running back wide receiver hybrid. And he looked very explosive. So he's a name to kind of watch out for to see how they can feature him in this Offense. Um they could use him kind of in how they like to use, you know, players in the past like Rondale Moore, um, you know, in the run game and with short passes. Also a uh a freshman wide receiver, Zion Steptoe. He's a three-star wide receiver out of Texas. He was making plays all day. Um, you know, he was really involved. I know all these other wide receivers are missing, but he looks like to be someone that um you Know if not this year in the future. Um, and speaking of the future, Brady Allen, a four star uh quarterback that they uh you know that was an early enrollee with Steptoe, had a very nice touchdown to uh Steptoe, and then you know he showed some nice things. So it looks like in the future, they that could be a tandem that does really well for Purdue. So they're um you know kind of look out for the, those players. And also in the broadcast, they were talking about um, they might have two, more two tight end sets this year. And to watch out for Garrett Miller, who's number 88 on Purdue. Um, Peyton Durham is a very good tight end also. But they were talking about using more two tight end sets. So with, with losing David Bell, they might um, kind of try to use those two tight ends and get that running game going there. Uh, as I said, the defense was very strong in this game, um, they're losing George Karlaftis. Um, So uh, a couple players that that showed up on the defense was uh, Korda Sindor, uh, number 96 on the defense. He was consistently in the backfield and had two sacks. And then also George's brother, Young uh was also able to get some pressure and got a sack. So there's a couple of names on that Purdue defense. Uh, Purdue won nine games last year, beat two top five teams. Um, at the time, you know, with Michigan State and Iowa. So they probably won't be overlooked this year. Um, They returned their starting quarterback, O'Connell. So it's always going to be offense with Purdue, but it looks like the defense is solid too. So we'll see where they really um, can go as the the West is probably Wisconsin. And then, you know, all these other teams are jumbled up. So maybe they can um, possibly – you know, uh, contest for Wisconsin for that that west side of the Big Ten. So the next game I, I looked into was uh, Clemson. Looks like it might be more of the same from Clemson as last year. Their defense looked dominant. Um, I know they were missing some offensive linemen, so that kind of took some of that. And I and Adam Randall, the talented freshman wide receiver who I really liked, um, was injured. And, uh, you know, they're still struggling through the quarterback uh, situation. But defensively, um, they were, uh, you know, as Venables went to Oklahoma, didn't know what they were really going to do. It seems like they brought more pressure and blitzes. Jeremiah Trotter Jr. in in the middle of the linebacker looked very good, had a nice um, uh, pass defended uh, against DJU, And their defensive line is going to be strong again. Um, They had it ton of stats in the spring game. Uh, Miles Murphy had three stats. He looks to be quick off the ball. Um, KJ Henry also had three and a half stats. And then uh, Xavier Thomas coming back looks very good again. So that defense should be stats. So if you're in any IDP leagues or Debbie, um, you know, those are some players to kind of look at. So some people said, you know, it's a lot of the same for DJU. Um, He didn't look Spectacular, so that's not what you want, but I did think he looked better. Um, they said he lost weight, and it seems like he is at least getting out um, quicker, um, rolling out and able to get some passes out. There was one very um, nice throw to Joan Ndata, uh that ended up, they said he was down, but um, you know, there was just spring ends, it was just a touch, so he might be able to get out of that. But uh, you know he had some nice throws, uh, better movement out of the pocket. I think he still needs improvement. Don't get me wrong. But he had a couple really nice throws to Nagata. Um, so uh, you know he's going to most likely be the starter. But um, but Kate Klubnik played also. Um, I saw some nice things from him. He didn't seem to be um, you know too pressured with the you know with the experience you know in, with on TV. Uh, he does need to get rid the, of the ball um, sooner. Sometimes there's pressure right up the middle, but he had some nice throws also um, and was able to lead the receivers a little better than um, DJU was. Uh, Shipley was out, but Moffat thought looked good. He was good in pass protection. And then there was a couple of nice um, plays where there were a little dump offs by uh, DJU. He was able to get um, good yardage on third and longs. It's another thing for DJU. I think uh, he just needs to get his confidence back up and just get the ball out. He just needs to get the ball out quicker to these kind of to these players and just you know just build on rhythm. Uh, he, he just needs to get in that rhythm and then hopefully he can get back to that form um, two years ago where everyone was so high on him. I think another um, player coming back, uh, Brandon Spector, um, he, he's coming back from COVID where he was unable to breathe and missed all last year. Um, he was getting some slot reps and I think that will really help. Um, he's wearing number, number, um, number 13, um, like Hunter Renfro, but he's, you know, good in and out of routes and they have, were missing that, that type of player when Amari Rogers left for the NFL for the middle of the field, cause they have those big receivers not necessarily those guys that can get the, you know, everything in the middle. And also um, talking about the middle, Jake Branson, um looked good at tight end. Um, he still needs to put on some more weight, but he looked like he can be a mismatch in the middle of the field. It's probably going to be the same thing for Clemson. Defense going to be dominant. You just kind of hope that they figure out um, either they're going to stick with DJU or the club nick and get that quarterback kind of settled and get that offense. But it looks like, Offense will be, um, you know, a work in progress. So the defense will carry early on, and hopefully that offense can get going with some of those receivers. But, um, you know, it did look like uh, Jonah Donna was um, healthy and he had some nice plays out there. So hopefully he can reach that potential that, you know, everyone was looking for uh, from him. So, last is um, Michigan. So, um, so JJ, um, J.J. McCarthy, the uh, talented freshman that played sparingly last year, kind of changed the pace, did a lot of read options. Um, a lot of people think he might take over this year, I, including me. I think he should uh, take over because he can um, raise that offense even more. But he is still out. Um, so it was just K McNamara mainly. Um, so from what I saw, I was disappointed with McNamara. He's um, still struggling with the deep ball, um, didn't look overly crisp on on um, on his throws. Um, so they they split up the team into two teams and I think he saw some of the depth issues. but um, Donovan Edwards still they're going to line him up everywhere. Um, he played in the slot, played outside. Um, you know he had they ran a lot of slants to him. He caught a very nice uh, deep ball. Um, so I think his, right now still his best uh, attributes is is receiving. So they're going to have him as the receiving back. And uh, Blake Quorum had some nice runs. Same with him. Um, I need to see more from Edwards uh, running the ball between the tackles. He still needs to work on, on that. And he just hasn't had that many reps with that. So I'm interested with how they're going to do that. But – Most people think, um, and before this game, I thought it was just going to be Donovan Edwards and Blake Quorum, but uh, Taviera Dunlap, he had 70 yards and a touchdown. He looked really good between the tackles. So I wouldn't be surprised for short yardage and goal line for them to maybe include him. So that kind of saps some of the potential for Edwards and Quorum. But even with – gaddis leaving for miami it's like they're still going to be heavily um you know involved in the run still do some uh trick play so it's going to be those running backs with edwards probably being the um getting most of the receptions from the backfield but i would still very high on quorum and edwards i think edwards has the higher ceiling um but quorum um, a lot of people talk about his size which is something but he does run a lot tougher than um you know, people would, would think based on his size. I think if he has another year, like last year, he could be, you know, and still a, a first or a, a second day uh, player, you know, going in the second or third round because of his speed and his vision. So, um, you know, the, they did a couple uh trick plays with tight ends. They actually did a tight end pass to another tight end freshman Colston Loveland. Uh, there has been talks that, um that they're going to try to feature him a little bit um, like uh, like like Georgia did with Bowers last year, um, but he still has some tight ends to work through. But um, Eric Hall also looked very good, and he should be, um, you know, the leader there. But Michigan does love with their tight ends, so Colston Loveland would be someone that I might, um, not necessarily in Debbie, but in other leads kind of taking a look at. Um, you know, for college fantasy or in very big, big leagues um, because he could be the future there. And speaking of future with the receivers, uh, Ronnie Bell um, did not play in this game, but um, when freshman Darius Clemens had a touchdown, he went running on the field, it looked like there's nothing wrong with his knee. So looks like it's going to be Ronnie Bell outside with Cornelius Johnson. Uh, I think Ronnie Bell is going to have a good year and I think you saw some of the things he was going to do before he got hurt last year. So I think he could really help the passing game. Cornelius Johnson, um, he has the potential. It's just he doesn't really have that wow factor, you know, doesn't make the catches consistently enough. But he's going to be the starter there. And then it seemed like they were trying to get the ball to Andrew Anthony more. Um, So he'll probably be the third wide receiver. And they said they were going to try to get A.J. Henning the ball more. I um he's more of a good for the team in you know the football sense rather than any fantasy value right now um just because he's not consistent enough but he has great speed um last year used a lot of in the rounds and is great returner so um but I will say this after Ronnie Bell and Cornelius Johnson leave I think Andrew Anthony and Darius Clemens could be um you know net- Andrew Anthony more this year, um, Darius Clemens get on the, if he can, um, you know, show all of his, um, uh, you know, potential and skills, he might get on the field more, but I think both of those will be big going into 2023. Um, but Clemens looks to be the real deal from the spring reports and he had a really nice catch in, um, in the spring game. So I think, and he played a lot in the second half. So I am very high on Darius Clemens, um, maybe finally breaking through and, you know, showing that Michigan can feature a wide receiver and has some fantasy value. So lastly, we'll talk about the Michigan defense. Um, they get a new defensive coordinator also, someone from the Ravens. So there's a lot of continuity with the defense. It looks like they're going to blitz more. And even though uh, the the defensive line lost in Hutchinson and um, David Ajabo, Um, it it looks like Mike Morris is going to be the next. He's going to be the next, um, in line, at least for the D line. He looked very good in the spring game. Uh, they kind of move around on the defense and then some other defensive linemen to kind of look for are great. Braden McGregor, Taylor Upshaw and Derek Moore to kind of come on the linebackers, uh, will be, you know, decent, but I don't think there's anyone there Debbie or, you know, legal wise that get a ton of tackles. Um, one player to look out for that might play – that looks like still going to play in every asset of the game is Mike Sandstrill. Uh, he um, played – he was the third and fourth wide receiver last year. Um, had a fairly good year, some nice touchdowns, but they've asked him to play a uh, corner. So, I nickel, and he had a nice pass breakup on Andrew Anthony. And uh, a lot of people have been talking him up, so he might get – it might not just be, you know, playing – A little here and there, he might get a lot of time on that. Um, And it looks like they lined him up in the backfield, some on offense, and he plays special teams. So that's kind of a player to kind of look out for more on the college fantasy, you know, IDP side. If he gets more play, you you could get a player that kind of has more than one designation. So that um, might be important later in the season. So those are the four spring games that I looked at. I'm going to try for next Week um, to look at uh, even more. So, what I plan on uh, games I plan on looking at are Ohio State. Um, although you know they don't have a new coaching staff, it's you want to see how those um, new wide receivers are going to kind of play in that game and see if Stroud kind of um, can expand his game and get even more dynamic. They have the new uh, new defense coordinator from Oklahoma State. See how that defense has changed. And then um, looking at Arkansas without Traylon Burks, how how everything's going to shake out there. New um, new coaching staff in Miami, see what's going on there. New country staff in Florida, want to see what's going on in Gainesville. Maybe see if Anthony Richardson is going to take the lead. What's going to go on with those running backs? And then lastly, South Carolina with all the transfers, they they um, they brought in Spencer Rattler. See what's going on there. So next week we'll look at those. And then, um, when we get closer to the draft, uh, I will, um, hopefully have a, a guest on to kind of talk back and forth about, um, my rookie rankings. So that is the show for this week and make sure, uh, to subscribe to the IDP guys, uh, YouTube channel. And, um, because there's tons of good content and make sure to uh, subscribe to the, uh, to the website where you could get the rookie magazine where there's tons of uh great profiles offense and defense and um, just make sure to subscribe for all the great talk content thank you